You are listening to Particular Pilgrims, stories from Reformed Baptist history with commentary. I'm your host, Ron Miller, pastor of Covenant Baptist Church of Clarksville, Tennessee, and a longtime student and collector of Particular Baptist history. We're on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. When Benjamin Francis arrived in Horsley in 1757, the Baptist church there was well-established, having 66 members. He was ordained the following year, age 24, and was to spend the next 41 years pastoring this people. As mentioned before, they were a poor, plain people who, for the most part, farmed to survive. There was little mobility, and the church families often intermarried. Though in some ways different from his congregation, Francis's heart was knit to them and they to him, as the following story demonstrates. When he had been at Horsley about ten years, the great London Baptist pastor John Gill considered retiring from his half-century of pastoral labors due to physical problems. He was over seventy years old. While some of his people wanted him to have an assistant in the ministry, Gill was willing to completely step aside if Benjamin Francis would become his successor. It doesn't appear that Francis was approached at this time, but when Gill died a few years later in 1771, Francis was asked to preach for the Carter Street congregation. By the next year, the church's deacons had floated the idea of him moving to London to become the pastor. This created what he called, quote, a state of perpetual suspense in his mind. It must have been a difficult choice. Francis had just remarried into a local family, and their first children had been born. God had blessed his ministry in Horsley, and he was close to many pastoral friends, both in the Western Association and at the Bristol Baptist Academy. But London brought the opportunity for something dear to Francis, what he called, quote, a pleasing prospect of more extensive general usefulness. So he wrote to Caleb Evans, saying, My dear friend, I cannot express the astonishment, the shame, the concern and perplexity my mind has been overwhelmed with ever since. In the end, though, it was the love for and of his people that made him decide to stay. He says, The thought of parting with my dear people and of the unhappy consequences that may follow dissolves my heart and almost overpowers my spirits. I do not expect to be more happy than I am at present. They love me exceedingly, as I also do them. So like John Fawcett, who was also asked to succeed Gill, and who stayed in Waynesgate for the love of his people, Benjamin Francis remained in Horsley. It is clear that the Lord blessed Francis's work among them. Michael Haken reports that he baptized, quote, nearly 450 persons who had been converted under his ministry. At the time of his death, the number of members in the church was 252. Now that's significant growth in any context, but in this rural one, it is truly remarkable. 
Haken goes on. The meeting house was enlarged three times during his ministry, so that by the early 19th century, the church was one of the largest in the British Calvinistic Baptist community. Like Spurgeon in later years, Francis regarded this as the blessing of God in answering the church's prayers. According to one of their letters to the association, there was a prayer meeting held before each Sunday service that was filled to overflowing. But Francis was also constantly preaching in the surrounding areas. His son-in-law, Thomas Flint, summarized his prodigious labors. He was the means of introducing evangelical religion into many dark towns and villages in all the neighborhood round Horsley. For many years, he made excursions monthly into the most uninstructed parts of Gloucestershire, Worcestershire, and Wiltshire, besides visiting his brethren and strengthening their hands in God. In the course of his route through Worcestershire, which he regularly attended from about 1772 to 1784, it appears he had preached in Cheltenham 130 sermons, at Tewkesbury 136, at Pershore 137, and at Upton-upon-Severn 180. His manner was to set out from home on Monday morning and return on Friday evening after taking a circuit of 90 miles and preaching every evening. In Wiltshire, on the other side of Horsley, he established a monthly lecture at Malmesbury, where he supplied from 1771 to 1799, that's the year of his death, so that he preached there 282 sermons. That's about one every month for close to 30 years. And for the latter part of the time, he reached as far as Christian Malford, where he preached 84 sermons. He extended his journey frequently as far as DeVries, 30 miles from home, where he preached 56 times, and more often to Melksham, Frome, Trowbridge, and Bradford, at each of which four places he preached 90 sermons. At Watton under Edge, seven miles from Horsley, he kept up a monthly lecture for 30 years and preached there 394 times. At Yulee, five miles distance, he maintained another stated lecture for many years and had preached 350 sermons there. It is also known that Francis traveled to Ireland, London, Cornwall, and other distant places to preach, and he regularly preached in his native Wales. Truly, here was a man who believed that a pastor's main work was praying and preaching. Association life was an important aspect of interchurch fellowship for these particular Baptist men, including Francis. Earlier, we studied the reestablishment of the Western Baptist Association under Bernard Foskett in the 1730s using the 1689 Confession of Faith. Evangelical Calvinism still characterized the association when Francis came into it, and it remained so during his time. He was asked to write the Western Association circular letter on five occasions, spanning from the years 1765 to 1796. 
these are perhaps the closest we can get to hearing him preach. His zeal for Christ and the delights that come from serving him are a constant theme in them. And so he pressed on in his praying and preaching until called into Christ's immediate presence on December 14, 1799. Thank you for listening today. This is Ron the Baptist wishing you grace and peace. Thank you.